Hangover is good. It's your boy Sapphire Seven Six. This week will be heavy on Sydney Atlanta as we saw a brave Spanish relation with the chop. A mental health awareness as Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley steps away from the game. Uh, Marcus's fall concert tour continues. AC's thoughts on the state of Stephen culture. My love hate relationship with First Forty Eight. Um, and the new adult holiday Halloween as well as song of the week and the AF. Tap in. It's just him being a clown and being embarrassing and being a hypocrite <laughs> and being a fraud. Like, do you care about mental health or no? Or do you just care about it when it's popular for your own YouTube channel? Or do, oh, you, care when it's, do you care when it's only, you know, and it doesn't involve your own team? Like, when it was Simone Biles, oh, hey, mental health, protect your mental health. When it's Naomi Osaka, oh, we need to pray for Naomi. She doesn't. She shouldn't have to deal with all this. But nah, let it be. Let it be one of your one of your players on the Atlanta Falcons. Now all of a sudden you got problems. Now it's fuck him. Now it's trade him. Does mental health matter? Or not? Yo, what's good? It's your boy South Three Seven Zero Six. This is KTSC app podcast. We don't do nothing. We just kick it. Yeah, I forgot my own script. Subscribe to <laughs> podcast, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. We're on YouTube. Definitely like and subscribe to support the crew. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you read the description on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, this is going to be a very Atlanta-focused episode. There's been a lot of nonsense going down, but before we start, I want to ask my, my host, my illustrious co-host, uh, Marcus Sniffles and uh, the Tech Messiah Negron Lames. Wow. Um, how's everything going this week? It is Halloween, hashtag spooky season. Uh, I see a lot of uh, thick Thelmas out there, so shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to all the weirdos that have a problem with women being sexually and slutty and looking like whores on uh, Halloween. Like, what is your problem? Why, why, why do you have a problem with this? There's literally nothing. That's the only reason, unless you have kids. To really get into Halloween is to see women, you know, slut up Paw Patrol and Blues Clues and Scooby Doo. Like, thank you. So, <laughs> with this being the, I guess, an Atlanta heavy, Atlanta based, uh, straight out the ATL shouty podcast, I would like to give a special non shout out to Samuel. Social Dyke. Just this dude was just out of control this morning, man. Like, I just don't get it, man. Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, he was, this nigga was literally having a meltdown on Twitter, and it was just, it was hilarious. And uh, definitely a lot of, a lot of spice going on between Marcus and him. So, let's go on and get right into it. I'm excited. There's no spice on my end. It's just him being a clown and being embarrassing and being a hypocrite <laughs> and being a fraud. Like, do you care about mental health or no? Or do you just care about it when it's popular for your own YouTube channel? Or do, oh, you, care when it's, do you care when it's only, you know, and it doesn't involve your own team? Like, when it was Simone Biles, oh, hey, mental health, protect your mental health. When it's Naomi Osaka, oh, we need to pray for Naomi. She doesn't. She shouldn't have to deal with all this. But nah, let it be. Let it be one of your one of your players on the Atlanta Falcons. Now all of a sudden you got problems. Now it's fuck him. Now it's trade him. Does mental health matter or not? Because I seen I pulled up a lot of tweets about how you needed to take the day off for mental health issues. How you needed a day for your mental health. 
but Calvin really got to suck it up and get out there and play. All right, bro. All right, Sammy, you're a fraud. You can ignore me all you want, but I'm giving you all this free promo for your weak ass YouTube channel by posting Ooh. that weak ass clip you keep that that you keep ignoring. You might as well retweet it to get your numbers up. Does mental health matter? Why don't you respond in the video? Get on the YouTube. Get on that black screen, eating them dry ass whatever it is that you're eating over there, and get to it. We know you can eat. Come on. Does mental health matter? Or <laughs> Talk about it. So yeah, we'll, Samuel. We'll get, we'll, we'll get right into it, man. So we were gonna stop the race <laughs> pass, uh, chop uh, for the Atlanta Braves who are in the World Series. Oh, Good luck to them. Um, but yeah, this this uh, this Calvin Ridley thing was very, and I can't even say telling at this point because I, I already have very low expectations for Falcons supporters and Falcons fans. But this one really takes the cake. Now I may be called hypocritical, right? Because um, I did say last week as far as like, well, actually, I'm not hypocritical. I made a point like, hey, I get that you're having mental health issues, and I respect that. But at some point, you are paid to perform a service. And I do think that's a fair question for fans to be like, hey, when does this become a football issue, which it has, and he's addressing it. He's taking some time off, which, you know, good for him. But the idea that it's, you know, kind of F him, mental health doesn't matter, um, you know, pack him up or whatever. Like, I, I don't think that's fair. Um, he's going through some things, and, and we, we've seen this happen plenty of times where, where Twitter will go on these – you know, attacks on people's character when they're not looking right or not feeling well. And one example that was used today was a Chadwick Boseman. You know, people got on the internet said crazy things about him, and he ended up, you know, passing away from cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we do not know what is going on with Calvin Ridley in his life. I've said this before, we don't know these people, but at the end of the day, they are still people. So we, we have to treat them like that. Like, at the end of the day, we're, we're watching a game, right? And if we're keeping it a buck, Calvin really hasn't really been productive for the Falcons all season. So him not being there is not necessarily going to change our fortunes. We're not a good team. You know, our franchise is in disarray. We're in a rebuild. So to, to sit here for some people to attack him and say, like, yo, we should trade him. Like, let's think about that for a second. The, the man literally has no trade value, right, at this point. He clearly can't play, Right. And then when he is playing, he's not productive. So that doesn't make any sense. So just let the guy do his thing. The Falcons are going to do what they do best at this point for the last couple of seasons is lose games. Um, and we'll move on. Like, it's it's not that serious, man. And, and I guess for Sammy, man, you know, homie, but, you know, this is a podcast of accountability. You know what I'm saying? KTSC, keep that same energy. Like, it, this is a platform where you have the opportunity to speak for yourself. You know, say if you want to come to, come come give your take, you don't have to. You're an adult, but you're looking kind of he, funny. He, he, he gave his take on his YouTube channel, Mental Health Matters, but his Twitter says something different. Like, he'll 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 do anything for likes and retweets, oh. deadass. Like, you give Sammy 10 retweets, he's posting his YouTube, his YouTube links under that tweet. He's a cloud I mean, chaser. It is what it is. Like, call him marketing, you know? After, I mean, like, you get five retweets and all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like, I get it, but, dude, come on, dog. Well, Stop being so thirsty. Let's play, let's play, the, let's play the infamous clip from his uh, YouTube page. People go through stuff. And just because you want to be entertained by uh, what they are doing does not mean that they owe you anything. Like, mental health is so important. So shout out to you. So important. 
so important until Sunday, until game day. And here's my thing. I don't as a when it comes to like the business side, you know, if the Falcons, you know, if it comes down to Calvin Ridley the end of his contract and they're just like, hey man, you haven't really been showing up. When you do show up, you're not as productive as you need as we need you to be. Uh, you know, your your availability isn't reliable. We can get a rookie to come in here and maybe show up more to games if they decide to trade him or not re-sign him. I'm totally fine with that. That's a business decision. But what people are doing on Twitter is attacking him personally and attacking his character, saying like, oh, he's a quitter. He doesn't want to really be out there. Uh, trade him, get rid of him. He's soft. You know, why are you uh, hurting my team? All these things. Like, it's embarrassing. And it's like, at some point, when are, when are we as fans going to grow up and acknowledge that on the other side of that screen, under those helmets, in that jersey, is a person. It's not just a number in your fantasy team. It's just not a number on your Sports Center app. It's not just a, a mindless, emptyless, soulless person on Madden. These are real people going through real things. And people just don't seem to care. Even two weeks ago, when he sat out for personal issues, Josh was like, hey, man, how is he? How's he? why does he keep missing games? I'm like, hey, he's clearly going through a personal matter. And he's like, well, if it's not life or death or mental health, then he needs to suit up and play. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't want to, you ain't got it. And if it affects his paycheck at some point at the end of his contract or he gets traded, then so be it. But we don't need to attack this guy's character. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm going through the, his tweet where he made a statement, which I'll read in a second. And, and again, it's, it's, it's interesting, like I said, when it's, Mental health goes in ways where it's cool because I'm, I'm scrolling through his mentions and it's got the the gif of the uh, infamous Marshawn Lynch um, interview where he says, take care of y'all's mentals. And we lauded him like, hey, you know what I'm saying? He's preaching mental health and generational wealth and save your money. Fast forward to today. I've seen some some wild, wild stuff on the, on the timeline, which I'm going to try to find. Um, actually, it's not that bad under his page, but I did see a couple of. And it wouldn't be that bad if Sammy would just take accountability for what he said. Like, you literally have a video with your face and voice saying mental health is so important. But when someone on your team is having an unknown issue that we don't know about and can't go out there and play, it's fuck him. It's fuck his mental health. You're ruining my team. You're ruining my Sundays. You can't do that. Because even uh, – and it's – I know we're going hard on Sammy. It's mostly jokes. But to be serious – there are people out there that have mental health issues that literally have problems getting up out of the bed and functioning on a day-to-day basis. And they, you know, they might not be out here publicly with it, but they see you tweeting about someone else's mental health. They see you tweeting about a celebrity's mental health and they see you tweeting that this celebrity's mental health doesn't matter because they're a celebrity or they make money or they're a face of a franchise or whatever. So that person sees that and they see that you don't care about their mental health, what makes you think that that person is going to come talk to you about their problems or anybody for that matter? What makes you think that someone's going to reach out to somebody because it's like, yo, I'm not having a good day. I don't have it right now. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to deal with my spouse. I don't want to deal with my kids. I don't want to deal with my parents. I don't want to deal with anything. Let me, I'll, I'll, maybe I should reach out and talk to somebody. And then they open up Twitter and then they see your tweets talking about, well, fuck his mental health. How do you think that person's going to be affected by that? Like, we, we, you got to be conscious of what you're saying. 
it's one thing to be like, oh, that dude can't catch. Oh, that dude's got, he's a bad route runner. But when you're talking about someone's mental health, everybody deals with that. Everybody's not, and I can't even say everybody's like Sammy because Sammy has tweeted that he needs mental health days. Like, get it together, bro. Get it together. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I, you know, it, these it, are his it, tweets. I'm not making this up. You can look on my timeline. I have multiple screenshots of Sammy saying, "Take that mental health day, bro. Fuck that job. Take that mental health day." You know what I'm saying? I ain't got it. Taking a mental health day. There's a lot of tweets of him saying that. There's a video of him saying mental health is important. Mental health is important. Unless it's Sunday. Unless it's game day. Unless you're Calvin Ridley. Then you're 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 fucking weak. You're soft. It's embarrassing. And he's going to be called out for it, as he should be. And I feel like other Falcons fans should have said a lot more to him and called him out on that. Yeah, um, uh, Eric caught a little bit of flag too, but I, I didn't really read through his 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 tweets. But just for for context, but uh, and I guess it goes to the the whole things like, hey man, we don't need to comment on everything, right? Because like some things just let let them let them be. Like it's not not our place to speak about it. At the end of the day, day it is a football game. It's not not that important, man. Not that important, but just a game. And the Falcons weren't going to win with the, with or without Calvin Ridley, probably. Probably wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, so one guy posted a tweet saying, like, oh, damn, I wish I could find that dude's tweet. Hold on. He, he posted a tweet to the tune of, like, oh, you know, pretty much saying, like, he shouldn't have tweeted that out during the game and that fans are going to be upset or some shit. Like, I'm like, okay, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. This uh, from uh, – did you delete it? Oh, he deleted the tweet. Wow. Wow. So uh, super underscore fan 12 pretty much tweeted essentially saying like um, pretty much saying he shouldn't have posted that tweet in the middle of the game. We were losing. And I was like, when is it a good time? And he's like, I just said it after the game is over. As a fan feeling extremely frustrated during this, honestly, bad time for him to post this. And I'm like. I doubt he actually posted it. Probably his handlers. If you have mental health issues, Twitter is the, probably the first place he wants to be away from. But ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And subsequently, he tweeted that uh, what he said. He was after that. He deleted his tweet and posted three and three young football team and head coach looking for improvement in the team. Of course, you're going to be frustrated as a fan seeing this. Come on, man. Two likes. It is what it is. And I'm just like, yo, like, do you, do y'all, do y'all people not hear yourselves? Like, a young football team, a head coach looking for improvement, bro. Like, again, Calvin really, I don't think it's going to help us regardless at the end of the day. And again, you're, you're a fan. It's, he's a real person. Like, your fandom does not supersede his real life. So, um, kind of being a dead horse here. But yeah, man, we got to be consistent. You got to keep that same energy, man. Like, you can't, Talk out of both sides about when it comes to mental health, and I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, it's kind of cool to see this, and I hope we see it more. Like, I really do. That now that, and I guess you'd have to call like people like Naomi Osaka, kind of like a a barrier breaker for this because I, I believe she was like one of the first people to you know step away from like a major sporting event due to mental health issues and, and vocalize it. You know what I'm saying? 
like I, she she definitely gets kudos. Definitely shout out to her um, for for doing that. And again, I, I I hope we do see it more. You know, and 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 also too with players, man, y'all don't have to explain anything. Like Cal Ridley and your people, y'all don't have to release no statement. There's a personal why is that in here? That's a personal private matter. Like you don't owe us as fans anything. Like yeah, we appreciate what you do on the field, but at the end of the day, man, live your life to the best, to the fullest, and and get well. You know, do well. That's why I'm always like, get as much money as you can. Because if Calvin really would have went out of here and he just wasn't all the way there, Falcons have no problem cutting or trading him. And if they would have cut or trade him, these Falcons fans do not care about you. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, see you later. They'll flame you up when you, you know, do whatever for your next team because they're that type of fan base that cares about what their ex-players do elsewhere. But they don't care if you're here or not. If you need a day, take a day. You got your money, save your money. Step, like Marshawn Lynch said, take care of your chicken, take care of your mental. That's what Calvin Ridley's doing. So that's what we got to do. You got to support these people. Agreed, yeah. man. <clears throat> and that's what I thought was just so egregious about it all. Is I was like, wow, I remember you riding for this, and then you kind of just, when, when it hurts your fantasy football team, you know, now you're now you're mad. It's kind of like, and I always those fanatic fans. It always reminds me of that movie, The Fan, with Wesley Snipes and Robert De Niro. Like, not saying anybody's gonna kidnap somebody, but just delusional, crazy fans. And that's what Sammy Socialite is, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, and it goes across the board, man. I just I was just thinking about you know, unfortunately, people that. Have- uh, taking their lives. I mean, you think about like Robin Williams. Um, didn't Philip Seymour Hoffman take his own life? Um, I know I don't really want to go down this list, but it it's 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 prevalent. It's out of here, and, and we have to be cognizant of that. And you know, we got to be able to talk to people and engage with people in a way that's going to make them comfortable, or not being comfortable. Like at least at least at the end of the day, they know that you're available. You know, even if it's just to be somebody to, to vent to or whatnot. So. Well, even the people that you mentioned that had that had mental health issues that ended up taking their own life, all those people you named were millionaires. They had money. They had celebrity. People will look at a, a, an athlete and be like, well, for you know, $12 million a year, I'll go out there and catch a football. I'll go out there and get a concussion. These are still people. Like, no amount of money can pay to get that stuff out of your head, whatever you're going through. So for... Those other people that you mentioned, like Robin Williams, he couldn't deal with it. It didn't matter how much money was in his bank account. It didn't matter how much money Philip Seymour Hoffman had. It didn't matter how much any of these celebrities that have taken their lives have had in their bank account. It doesn't matter. When it comes to your mental health, you don't care about that. That stuff doesn't matter to you. It might matter to us as common people who aren't making millions of dollars, but mental health matters. Yeah, and the kind of the kind of tie it up. The the even, cra- the, I guess the most crazy thing about this is that uh, I believe, and not believe, but Duval County's own Hayden Hurst, who was also on the Falcons, he he also is a a huge mental health advocate. Like there are guys that ride for that on the same team, right? The NFL has a mental health awareness month. Like there's a whole month dedicated to mental health. Like the NFL promotes that stuff. A lot of sporting leagues promote this stuff. People on Twitter do it for likes and retweets. People on their YouTube channels do it for views and streams and all that stuff. 
But when it comes down to real life, do you care about these people's mental health or not? Because it's one thing to say it and tweet about it, but when it affects you, do you care? And for some people, it's no. Yeah, and and even like a lot of people like only be out there playing. Like we we can't act like these people don't train for numerous hours and and have time away from their family and friends to, to hone their craft. And I never really read into the Hayden Hurst thing, but I guess he was in the Pittsburgh Pirates farm system as a pitcher. And I guess he started getting killed by anxiety, like in depression. I guess to the point where he said he developed depression from the NFLPA.com, developed depression where I was staying in my spring training dorm room in Florida and sit in the dark all day because I didn't want to come out around people. I couldn't really explain what was happening to me. For the next three years, Hurst continued his downward spiral on and off the mound, turning to alcohol and drugs to numb the pain of his wayward performance. Then, January 2016, after moving on from baseball, Hayden capped a night of drinking and pills by attempting suicide with a knife. Thankfully, he was found enough time to save his life. Like, this is like somebody that is a, a professional athlete. Like, is at that place where, where a lot of people wish to dream they could be. And because he's not performing to how he thinks he should perform, out of all the things in life that are more important than sports, he thought about taking his life. Like, really put that in perspective. A, a, a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you guys are, are shaking the, the the oil out the fries at McDonald's, you're not that committed to that where, like, if you don't get the, the perfect crispy fries, you're going to kill yourself. Like, you, you don't have that type of dedication or that skill. Unless somebody come out here and miss a game because they need to take care of themselves, it's a problem, so... Anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll link the, the mental health suicide hotline number in the in the, in the description for the podcast. But yeah, uh, it, you know, like I said, a lot of people have experienced suicides. Man, it's it's not it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So definitely, you know, check out check out your people, look after your friends and family, and whatnot. So, but uh, I guess to to move on to a, a less well less down but more serious topic. <laughs> What's up, that GA boy? Yeah, so the Braves are in the World Series right now. I think they're up. Shout out to Jeff, who, who shot me a very nasty response on Twitter when I added her in the podcast, talking about the Braves are playing. Like, that means absolutely nothing to me. I cannot get <laughs> baseball. Never have, never will. I've been to, like, some Braves games when I was younger, but, like, outside of that, like, I really I really don't care. Um, I guess it's four, five, four to five Braves are up one run. In the bottom of the third, the Braves lead the series 3-1. That's as much baseball analysis as you're going to get out of me. But uh, what, what sparked this on the timeline this week? So if you're not aware, if you don't watch baseball, if you don't keep up with sports, um, if you go to games, you know, teams have various, you know, rituals they do, whether it be chance or doing the wave or apparently white people have learned how to attempt to swag surf. Um, they do things at the game, you know, to get get the crowd going or whatnot. So the Atlanta Braves, which, you know, starting out with their name is problematic. Don't care how much you want to argue it is problematic. Um, they do uh, the tomahawk chop. And they also do some sort of, you know, Native American war chant or cry. And fans will fan. I'm going to try to pull up the tweet, but it, bottom line, man, that shit is racist. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. 
like there's really no deep dive I go to this. Like, bro, nobody, and this is where where fans get on my nerves. Like, nobody's telling you to not root for your team, right? Nobody's saying boycott the team. Nobody's saying that you're a bad person for being a fan of that team. But you are all of those things if you go out of your way to defend a racist gesture. Like, you're not honoring Native Americans. It's not a long-held tradition for this franchise. It's just racist. And it's in bad taste. Right? And, I, and I'm mad because I was going to make a post like a thread of like all the people who probably support the, the chop. And it would have started at the top with uh, former President Donald Trump, who was at the last Braves games, chopping every bit of racism in his soul out. He was going ahead, chopping away, chopping it up. And, and you like you got to look around, dog. Like if if he's the person that bangs with that like that, like do you want to be aligned with that? Because you know on Twitter you guys were all anti forty five, but oh let him do the chop. <laughs> it's all of, it's, it's true. Like it doesn't like, matter. Booed when he went to games, man. You know what I'm saying? Now y'all here chopping it up with the man. Like that's that's sad, man. Like y'all are really down bad. But you are willing to go to the wire for your team, but not defend racism because you lost your team. For me, honestly, I didn't even know that the Braves were still doing the chop and they were still doing the chant. Like, I was like, we're still doing that? Like, in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially after the whole, like, everything that was going with the Washington football team, with the Chiefs. With That's the, the like, other big thing. Like, this shit is happening in real time. Like, yo, dog, like, we're dealing with the whole Native American problematic thing with another team. And y'all are like, oh, yeah, that's them over there. That's not us. We're not problematic. No, this, that's just that. This, this is something that we don't have to worry about. And I, I was speaking about uh, about the chop, about how the last, I think it was two, uh, 2019, when the Braves were in the world, or not in the world, seas were, were in the playoffs, and there was a, a relief pitcher on, I believe, the Phillies that was Native American. And he was like, yeah, this chop and this chant is offensive to my people. And it makes us look like ignorant savages. And the Braves were like, you know what? We're going to, we're no more tomahawk styrofoams in the stadiums, no more chants. We're not going to encourage people to do this. And, but, like a few years later, they're just like, all right, well, maybe we, you know, the heat's died down. We can kind of bring this back. And people are just acting like that ne- That was never said. And it's one thing to be like, oh, well, we talked to, you know, the Braves organization. We talked to Native Americans and they're fine with it. We had agreed on it. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But are those Native Americans making money off of you? Are you paying them for anything? Are they receiving any money from you? Because if the answer is yes, then that doesn't matter. Because there were black people getting money from Trump. There were Mexican people getting money from Trump to say all these good things about him. <laughs> so I'm not accept. I'm not going to take that, oh, well, this Native American group said it was okay. Yeah, well, that Native American group is getting paid by the Braves. Of course they're going to say something good about that. They're, they're, take, they're doing it for the money. And I get it. Like, Native Americans got it bad in this country. You know what I'm saying? It's tough for them. What's the last time you met a Native American? That that should be the answer to your question. <laughs> I've, met, I've met one. I met one in middle school. One in my entire life. I've I've met one in middle school. When I got to high school, that nigga was gone. Like I've never seen him again. Never heard from him again. He just disappeared. I'm 35 years 34, and I've met one Native American in my entire life. Yeah, it's bad. Like represent, representation 
isn't great for them out here. It's tough for them. And, and it's just like they got to sit here and look look at these people doing the chop and do these chants. And it's just like they have no real voice to speak out about it. They don't have it. Like, who's the most famous Native American you know? Who is it? Pocahontas? She's not real. Um, and watch that movie again. It's propaganda. <laughs> hey, these white men are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> damn, who is the... Uh, like, who is it? Like, if, no if you have... If you have... If you <laughs> If there's an issue with Hispanics, right? We can go to like J Lo. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of Hispanic people we Danny, can go to. Danny Trejo is not Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, if there's an issue with black people, we have a famous black person we could go to. We have famous Asian people. We don't. There's no fa- There's no voice for Native Americans. Not a politician. Not an actor. Hmm. Not a not a sports not a athlete. Famous. Who? Famous Native. Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pitbull look Native American. Mr. 305. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide is Native American. Yo, uh, he was rapping in Spanish. Ah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I see some. Who is it? And Maybe. the fact that you have to Google it makes it worse. <laughs> there isn't there isn't someone that we can go to be like, hey, what do Native Americans think about this? There's nobody. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. You know what? That was King Quest that threw me off because I had my glasses on and all I seen was bull. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't I can't read the channel. Yeah, I, don't know. I, don't, I, don't I can't read anything. Anymore. I'm trying to I'm trying to like if you're not watching the YouTube channel. I have my full Spider-Man get up on, and it's hard to see with the mask on. So I don't know. Okay. I can't really read what the chat says. Oh, wait a second. All right. So I'm going to read down this list, and we're not going to stay in this, this tangent too long. But apparently the number one, and tell me if you've ever heard of any of these people. Number one is a dude named Sagnon Grant. Um, never heard of him. Number two, Will Sampson. I guess you, okay. So he's in the Lone Ranger, so he's he's definitely dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Sampson once flew to Cuckoo's Nest. He's probably dead. Jay Silverheels, that's two for the Lone Ranger. He's probably dead. Uh, Russell Means, the last of the Mohicans, he's probably very old. Floyd, <laughs> out of the 90s, man. Westerman, but he was old in this, in this role, though. Floyd, Red Crow, Westerman, <laughs> with Wolf, born in 1936. He's probably yeah, dead. Yeah, <laughs> RIP. Chief. Dan George, little big man, I've never heard of that. Well, I, I, I will say this, just speaking more so on reservation, or not reservations, but representation, it's very hard to get, like, it's it's hard for certain races to get their own, like, show that shows their own, like, historic or cultural uh, way of living. There's a show on FX wow. that's called uh, Reservation Dogs that's, that speaks on that. <laughs> That <laughs> that that's that it's a comedy that kind of sh- shows like how Native Americans are living. It's just it's basically just Native Americans just living their regular lives on a reservation, and it's by it's created by Taika Waititi, the director of Thor, the last Thor. This man said John Redcore from King of the Hill. Jesus, Christ. that might be the one. Hey, that might be the one. He's the most famous one. <laughs> Oh He's y'all. Bro, this dude said the rock. Okay, that took me out. Okay, 
Wow. <laughs> West Studi, Last Mohegans, uh, Benjamin Bratt. He says he's from Lima, so I guess he's probably the most famous one I know. Adam Beach, uh, Flags of Our Father. I think I've seen him somewhere. He's like a TV actor. Graham Green, The Green Mile. Bescombe Richmond, The Scorpion King. Gil Birmingham, Wind River, and Danny Trejo. Apparently, he's Native American. I thought he was. I thought he was Mexican. Mexican. I thought he was Mexican. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Well, there it is. Danny Trejo is the the most famous uh, Native American. That <laughs> the Rock. Maybe we maybe we should reach out to him and get his thoughts on the chop. But um, yeah, it's just, and again, like people takes. People take sports so seriously. I tweeted this out like sports was a mistake. So <laughs> I saw a I saw a discussion on Twitter. G G was stupid. Uh, the comments definitely jump into comments on YouTube, man. Uh, so I'm gonna call out one of the guys on on Twitter. You know, no no beef, but it was interesting. So I saw the whole chop thing going on. Um, God dang, this net is killing me. Um, I tweeted out black people choosing to ignore and dismiss racism because it aligns with their team is poverty behavior. And I can't pronounce it, but B Jizzle 0518 shouts at a homie. He, he tweeted out uh, N word. I wish you would let Braves fan be happy. Damn. I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't know, man. <laughs> First of, all, their culture. I, first of all, I even mentioned the Braves, but you know what I'm saying? Hit dogs holler. You know how that works. But it was like, I I don't understand how my response was, if that's what you got from that tweet, I ain't got nothing for you, right? His response was, do you want us to boycott the Braves or something? What's bringing attention to that chop going to do? I responded, if that's what you want to do. But since you brought up the chop, Chop, though, it's not about the chop. Racism is bad, period, hard stop. If you choose to ignore that, that's a you problem. He responded, no one is ignoring it. It's brought up every single time the Braves are mentioned. It's fully out in the open, but I'm not going to stop rooting for my team because of it. I responded. Nobody asked you. Yeah, like, again, hit dogs hollering. He said, he responded, I just don't think Braves fans deserve – Really again, I just don't think Braves fans deserve to have the chop brought up in the middle of an epic run. We're already conscious of it. You know what he sounds like? Let me finish. I'm almost done. (laughs) I said, I feel like Native Americans' dignity holds more weight than fans. And before I stopped responding to him, hold on, let me kill this guy. This thing is driving me crazy. Got him. Before I stopped responding to him, because I got to work on not responding to foolishness. Um, he said, what tribes out here against the Braves, can you point them out, please? And that's when I stopped responding. Uh, oh, here we go. Marcus responded. Cherokee member Ryan hit the same thing you said earlier. That's a, yeah, that's talking about earlier. Well, I, what I was going to say is he sounds like though he sounds like a certain group of people that don't want critical race theory being taught to their kids. Why do we why do we this is going to affect my child? So I don't think he or she needs to hear about this. And then and people are just like. Well, if we bring it up, it's not going to do anything. What's the point of bringing this up? And it's like, how did people get those Confederate statues taken down in certain areas? Those things would still be up if people didn't go out there and say something and make their voices heard and make a fuss about it. 
And that's the same thing that they're trying to do with this chant. You're like, yeah, it's a thing where it, it isn't brought up all the time because baseball isn't as big as it used to be. But because the Braves are in the World Series, this is a perfect time to bring it up because it's on a bigger stage. That's why certain people protest or speak out during certain times at big moments. That's why, you know, Colin Kaepernick, that's why he knelt during the anthem. It's right at the beginning of the game. People knew it was going to happen. Like, nobody, nobody's going to listen to you if you're not doing it at a big event. That's why people, you know, you know, uh, protest outside of games or they protest at uh, rallies or at speeches or anything. Like, they're looking for people that have eyes on. And right now, if you're a Native American and you have an issue with the chop, the best time to speak about it is when the Braves are in the World Series and their fans are doing it in your face. It's the best time to do it. Get eyes on your message so you can speak out about it. It was the same thing that Black Lives Matter did. Black Lives Matter was not here on a Tuesday at 10 a.m. in the middle of nowhere doing what they were doing. They were looking for big events, for events with a lot of people, and not just them, any other group that has something to say. They were doing it at big events where you could get a lot of eyes on your message. That's the point. That's how you get change. And that's what that's what the few Native Americans that you know are trying to do. Like, obviously, the Native Americans that are on the payrolls of some of these teams don't care because they're taking the money, which it is what it is. It's a business decision. But everybody ain't like that. Everybody is not down for that. Some people want change. Yeah, so and we're going to, you know, put another brother on the Summer Jam screen. That brother, Los, uh, was in the mentions. He said, then Ryan had that same energy for the Kansas City Chiefs or only the Braves. They do the quote-unquote chop, too. So we're going to pause right there. Fam, like, just because, like, every instance of racism is not being tackled at once doesn't mean that it's bad. Like, it doesn't cancel it out. Like, hey, we can focus our energy here and then move along. We don't have to attack them all at the same time, just like Marcus said. They're on the big stage. They're they're in a, a position of prominence. People are seeing them, right? So this is like the opportune time to get your message out. Like there's already been discussions about the Kansas City Chiefs. Like this is this is nothing new. And whether it's being talked about or not, if they're doing the chop and making you know faux Indian warrior chants and dressing up in headdresses, that is also wrong. Doesn't matter if the attention is on them right now or not. It's still wrong. Florida State Seminoles also wrong, right? It's all wrong. Like there are so many animals and vehicles <laughs> in the world to choose as mascots. Like we, we don't need to use people. Like I guarantee you, if you just pick a dinosaur name, everybody loves dinosaurs. Sound way cooler. Yeah. Like, like the Washington Velociraptors, awesome name. Yeah, you can come dressed up as dinosaurs. People love wearing those wild dinosaur costumes on the internet. Like it's just, it's an easy fix. And even still, like, we're talking that, like, there was a video of a group of white kids swag surfing at a, at a football game. Niggas was upset, like, that they were doing that. And they were taking it as disrespectful because it's like, that's our culture. And you guys are making a mockery of it. What is the difference? We're making a mockery of the Native Americans chant and what they do. But because it's not you, it's like, hey, don't, don't worry about that. That doesn't affect me. I don't really care. Like, we, we we can't we can't speak out of both sides of our mouths. Like, if if it was the Washington Negroes and it had a black guy's face on it, 
we'd all be up in arms and have a problem with it but because it was a Native American and because and because you can't name five famous Native Americans, you don't care. That's what it is. We're hypocrites. At the end of the day, that's what we're doing. Sammy's a hypocrite. Los is a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites when it comes to this type of stuff. If it doesn't affect us, we don't care. Oh, it's affecting them? Whatever. Who cares? They need to deal with that. Don't don't raid on my parade. Yeah, and that ties back into uh, go check out. I think two episodes back, we talked about the closer and you know Dave Chappelle. Like, hey, we even though like I watching it didn't see it as like offensive. I thought Dave Chappelle had some pretty good points, as Dave Chappelle said, or just in general, it's not my place to say what offends people in that community because that's not my struggle. But if they don't like it, <clears throat> I'm not going to make those comments or jokes towards them. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's that's just not it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it it costs you nothing to be a good person, right? And, and kind of doubling back to the Native American thing, again, this will probably be a more bigger issue if there were Native Americans around to protest it. And, and the bigger question you have to ask yourself is why is that the case? Right? Use your Googles. Figure out real quick why there aren't any Native Americans, mind you, the people that were here. Here first. To name Native Americans, ask yourself why those people aren't here in larger numbers to, to go after this case. And then kind of switch your tune where you're like, oh, these teams are honoring these, these people. You know, Braves. Braves is negative negative. It's not derogatory. They're, they were brave. Hmm. Yeah, brave enough for you to wipe them off the face of the earth to the tune that many of us on the timeline have never met a Native American in our life, and you probably won't meet one. Yeah. If, if black people weren't used to build and continue to build the infrastructure of this country, we probably wouldn't be around here either. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're around because they need us here. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the prison pipeline is not going to finish. Not the first 48. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's right in front of your face. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy out here, man. Like, and again, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect, but. And again, and like like with Sammy, if I say some crazy shit, call me out. Like if I put some wash in the time, like call me out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not above correction, but and that's why that's why, that's why that's why I specifically said we are hypocrites. Like you could probably go through my timeline and search my tweets and find something hypocritical that I have said on the podcast or on YouTube or anywhere else. But if you call me out on it, and I'm just like, I can look at it and be like, you know what? I fucked up. At some point, you gotta own it. And that's what it is. What it is like. Own what you said, and understand that what you're saying hurts people, and that you need to change your behavior. That's all we're asking for. We're giving you an opportunity to change your behavior. I yeah. can't see what that says. <laughs> it says uh, they're black Native Americans too, but they won't have those conversations. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. But man, this has been a very do we have anything funny to talk about this episode? Jesus. Well, I mean, I have something lighter. I went I went to Philadelphia last weekend. Oh yeah, let's let's talk yeah. about Marcus's concert tour. Yeah, so I've been on like a I've been uh, outside. I don't I've been <laughs> watching so much first 48, man. I might never leave the house again, but continue. So I've been kind of going out, hitting these tours, hitting these concerts. So last weekend I went to Philadelphia and I saw her. Uh she has a very wide range of fans. Like I, I, I was kind of surprised at the different types of people that she was able to bring into the show. I saw parents that brought their like three-year-old kids 
I saw old people. I saw middle-aged people like myself there, women, dudes, like street dudes with like the Philly beards, city girls, nerdy girls, a couple of girls with BBLs, like everybody was in that concert. And her is an amazing performer, like singer, playing instruments. And I used to wonder like, why is she getting all these awards? Why is she getting all these Grammys? Why is she getting all these placements? How is she selling all these records and all this stuff? I get it now. Everything they say about her is absolutely true. And I'm not I'm not saying she's the next Prince. I'm not saying she's the next Stevie Wonder. I'm just saying she's probably the closest thing we got to it. Like when it comes to vocals and playing instruments live, she's probably like I'm trying to think of who would be better. Like she's amazing at everything and she's writing songs uh the way she sings the way she interacts with the crowd everything i was very surprised i'm glad i got to see her in, in concert because i feel like she's going to be she if she wants because she's she's like 20 she's under 25 if she wanted an egot she could get that by the time she's 30 like easily if she wants it because she's that good of a performer that good of a songwriter that good of a singer that good of an artist Everything you could want out of her is is what I got. And uh, I also went to uh, Florida. I saw Thundercat. And uh, uh, he's a more, he's a smaller artist, um, but he's worked with a lot of big names. He worked on, he worked with Ken, Kendrick Lamar on uh, to, to Pimp a Butterfly. He's a bass guitarist. And I don't know what the criteria is for being like an all-time great guitarist, but he's got to be in that conversation. I've never seen anybody play the guitar the way he does. And him and his band were like incredible. And it's more of a, the way they perform live. It's a, it's a difference between like what her was doing. Like there was a, there was a moment where her had a guitar solo and it was like, okay, we're going to allow this little window for her to have a guitar solo. And I guarantee you at every show, when her did that guitar solo, it sounded exactly the same every time. Not saying it sounded bad, it sounded great, but it sounded exactly the same every time she did it. With Thundercat, because he's more on the jazzy side, there was a lot more room for improv with him and his piano player and his drummer. Like they all had their own space to do solos and create an improv. And the reason, like, and I used, you know, back in my high school days, I did used to be in the band. I did play on the jazz band for like two weeks before I quit. So I kind of understand what people are doing when it comes to that improv stuff. So you can kind of see it in his face where he's playing like the regular, you know, uh, the regular music. And he's letting the piano guy just go off. And he's like looking at him and he's giving him a look like, hey, we're, we're still good. And he's like, yeah, keep going, keep going. And I guarantee you, if I went and saw Thundercat the very next day, Thundercat solo would have been different every time. It's it's every time. It's he's just they're just going up there, improving, trying new things out, being creative, being different. And uh, one thing that kind of kind of tells me like what kind of artist he is and why he is the way he is. Uh, he used to date Erica Badu, so you know, <laughs> yes. So that that really says a lot about who him as an artist and as a person. Like if you. If you get with Erica Badu, unless you're Jay Electronica, you're pretty much one of the more creative people out there. Oh, wow. He's a lot older than I thought he was. How old is he? I thought he was like my age. He's 37. 
That's not old. <laughs> no, I mean, just like his, his his vibe wasn't like. Oh, he's definitely got a young spirit. Like he's yeah, yeah. definitely like he was very engaging with the crowd. He's just super into it. He like he seems aware of what people are doing out there. You know, he's not just out there just doing his set. Like he he he's feeling the crowd. He's vibing off the crowd, and it was, it was just a great show. Like her and, and Thundercat seeing them within the span of like three days was pretty impressive. Like, well, and I guess the reason I was curious, I was surprised that oh, but it makes sense though, because they say according to Wiki, he was born to a family of musicians. He began playing bass guitar uh, at 15, which is kind of late for musicians that are to a certain level of mastery. But yeah. I mean, shit, 15, 30, he's almost been playing for what shit. Almost thirty, a little over twenty, almost close, getting close, close to like thirty-ish years, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to put it on the guitar. Something I will say about Thundercat, and I don't, I don't say this lightly or just tosses out at anybody, but he's a musical genius. Like that's all there is to say about him. Like when he gets on that bass guitar, the stuff that he is doing is genius. It's not something that anybody else is going to be able to do. And, and he did, he does give a lot of credit to a lot of older old school jazz artists and old school guitarists and all that stuff. And maybe I don't know a lot of guitar players or a lot of bass players, but I I would put my money on Thundercat up against pretty much any uh, guitar player out there. Uh, I've listened. To, I've gone through his discography. I kind of I kind of maybe would like to see him do more of. Oh shit! Uh oh! Uh oh! Uh oh! It's lit. We 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 got we got Mr. Socialite in the chat. Oh now now he want to respond. I've been adamant on Twitter all day, and now he got something to say. Now he's got something to say. Now I guess he ain't been reading my tweets. I mean, the floor the floor is yours, Mr. Mr. Socialite. I mean, you can jump in if you like. We you know we got your email, but uh, let us know. We can send you the link. But um, <clears throat> damn. Yep. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. <laughs> uh, it's the worst and the you know the most consistent podcast required out here. So definitely subscribe to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Maybe maybe it would be better if we ate on this podcast. I mean, I, I made some some bomb ass beef stew earlier. It's pretty lit. I'm proud of myself. Even my wife said it was not good. <laughs> he has no culture. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. But. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I would like to hear him do like a more traditional album, but you know he ain't got that in him. <laughs> I say that he ain't got that in him. Oh, and another thing I wanted to say, uh, Thundercat needs to be on Silk Sonic's album. There's a lot of people that need to be involved in this project outside of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Thundercat should be one of them. He probably is, but I again, are we still? Yes. And yes, yeah, it got pushed up. Yes, yes, we are. I'm ready for it. And my thing is, this has kind of been, been my issue with a lot of music that's been coming out lately. I know we're not really going to go really too deep into it, but I listened to Wale's album, Florin 2. I was going to come up to that, too. Um, okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's a good album. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to get into my uh, top 10 as far as top 10 albums of 2021. But, um, I feel like it was lacking a female voice. Like I felt like a lot of these big name artists are avoiding female rappers. Some of them are having like female R and B singers, but it would be nice for 
a lot like we keep saying that female rappers are running the rap game and they're the most popular rappers out here like megan stallion dropped this ep on friday which was like amazing but it's just like yo like let's have let's get the female perspective in here like you couldn't get summer walker on the hook that would have been amazing you couldn't get you know dreezy in here or SZA or Meg, not Megan. He's worked with Megan Stallion before. Like a lot, there's a lot of female voices out here. So it's just like it kind of gets redundant. And that this is not more so at Wale because he's really good with the relationship type records. But sometimes you need to have that back and forth where it's like, hey, you see, you hear it from the men's perspective and then you get it from the female's perspective. Like it would be nice to have that balance in a lot of these albums that are coming out for me. <laughs> Um, Sammy <clears throat> responded, says, I don't respond to people with less than 1,000 followers. That man begged me to follow him back. I have the screen cap. Like, we can do this all day. That well, man that man unfollowed me and asked me to follow him back a day later. Stop the cap, bro. You're you're embarrassing yourself. Mental health matters. Um Yeah, so uh I guess we'll we'll transition real quick to the the, the on the av. Um, we'll, we'll see in the chat if anybody has any suggestions, but um, I guess this week going on on the app for me, um, ah, damn, I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. Well, let's talk about let's talk about sneakers, right? On the app, I, I had a realization that um, I haven't really worn any Jordans in quite a long time. I think. I, I used to wear Jordans a lot more than I do now. Like now I pretty much wear um, my Hirachis, like my all white Hirachis, they're dirty. I'm doing the whole uh, dirty white tennis shoe thing that the white kids do. I mean, I try to wipe them off. They got like mad stains on them, but they're mad comfortable. So I wear them all the time. Um, but also, man, people be out here shooting. Like I've been watching a lot of First 48 and I'm like, man, do I really want to wear these J's out like in the streets? Cause like people are crazy. Actually, that is my on the app topic. First 48. We talked about this last week a little bit. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast or probably with Mr. Savage or something. But like first 48 is really making me hate black people. Like, <laughs> like, like I, am these, I am what's that that one meme? Like, I am not like these other Negroes. Like, <laughs> damn. I 100 percent get how white people hate black people. If all they're exposed to is first 48. Because like this shit is insane. Like, it, it makes no sense. And it's funny, I was watching, uh, I'm rewatching Sopranos again. I'm on season three. Um, and there's an episode, an uh, infamous episode, it's a, a famous Twitter gif where uh, Tony passes out because <laughs> he sees a, a box of Uncle Ben's rice. Because um, in the scene before that, his daughter brought home a black dude. He pretty much called him everything but the answer. And pretty much was like, yeah, leave my daughter alone. Um, and his daughter Meadow makes a good point later on the episode that you know, uh, because I guess his uh, her bike got stolen. They said it was a black guy. Her dad was just like looking at her smiling, and she's like, "Look, it's not about race. It's about you know economically impoverished areas, which is true." So again, a lot of these places, which First Forty Eight is filmed in, are economically impoverished cities. For example, downtown Atlanta, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, places in Texas, but Tulsa is the worst. Like Tulsa might like they need to bomb that place off the face of the earth. Like they need to drop a nuke on Tulsa because that place is the fucking forty-five talking about shithole countries. Tulsa is a shithole. <laughs> that place is terrible, terrible. Like I think I saw the the most insane first forty-eight. I, I like I'm I'm starting to get upset watching this show. Like that's how bad it is. 
That that is how bad it is. Let me let me pull up this this. Uh... Oh my god! So are we are we gonna are we saying on sneakers or first forty eight? Uh, it's it's whatever you want to talk about. It's the app right now. My my on the app is first forty eight. Let me find the story. Okay. Well, I mean, just to kind of play off the whole sneakers thing, like I'm, I was never really into to the sneaker stuff because I couldn't really afford it. But as I get older, I find myself wanting to kind of get into the game. But it seems like the game is way different, and it seems like it seems like it's not about the shoes anymore. It doesn't seem like it's about the culture of like looking cool in your shoes and actually wearing your shoes. It seems like it's more about how many of these shoes can I accumulate to sell to someone else, to overcharge someone for someone else to someone else? And it's, I mean, it's it's a turnoff, I guess, for me. And I, I'm, I'm, I've been, you know, I, I go to the people that I know, like you and Adolphus are more into sneakers that, than I am. So I'll, I'll go out to you guys and see, like, hey, are these shoes a- obtainable? Because if they, like, there, I know there's certain shoes that, like, I'm not going to be able to get. Like I'm not paying over three hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. I got kids. I can't do that. So, and I'm not gonna get you know I'm not gonna get ripped off. So it's just like I try to get in where I fit in at this point. Like I'm gonna try to get some a certain pair of shoes if I can get them. Cool. If not, I'm not about to you know pay you know thirty forty five percent over cost for them. Like that's just crazy. I'm not doing all that. Well, uh, I know Mr. Savage wants to go real quick, but let me read this one story before I get off the app. Let the office up on the app. This Tulsa teen sentenced to life without parole for 2017 crime spree. 16 years old, Deontay Green is going to prison for life because he murdered a school teacher. Right. In addition to murdering the school teacher, let me read. Let me just read the thing. Judge sentenced Deontay Green to prison for life without the chance for parole for murder of Broken Arrow school teacher Shane Anderson. The judge added an additional 290 years. <laughs> this is how wild this dude was. Another 290 years for Green's other crimes before the murder to include the rape of an 81-year-old woman. God damn. These other crimes, although those sentences will run at the same time. This Negro... 16 years old on a random like Thursday decided he wanted to go play Grand Theft Auto in real life. He robbed these people's house, right? Um, he robbed the second dude's house and killed him, which RIP, but like if somebody's robbing you, let them rob you. Like he he got shot. He got shot because the dude killed him, but the dude didn't kill the other people he robbed. He robbed the first people, killed the second dude. He went and got a couple, put them in a car made them go to the ATM machine, withdraw money. And then while in the car, got out the car and roped in that 81 year old lady and like, hey, these people in the car need help, robbed her, sexually assaulted her, and then was arrested later in the day, like two days later for doing some other shit. Like, (laughs) where are your parents? What are you- Wait, that's not funny, oh my God. 16 years old, like it looked like he might've had some he might have been a little bit mentally challenged. Like he's he didn't seem like he was all the way there, but bro, why are you not playing sports? Why are you not playing video games? Like he went on a four-star Grand Theft Auto spree. And they, like they should have shot him on site. Like there there should have been no trial. They should have shot him. You are crazy. No, this this he is crazy. <laughs> that like this is how mad I get watching hey, these people. Where are your your parents should go to jail too? 
like you're the you're the, the devil on earth at for that like three day period of what she was doing. And he's just like, and in the interview, he's just like, oh, you know, I've shot it, bruh. Just go watch that shit. Deontay, what is this dude's name? Green. Look, he said Green. Look up the Deontay Green episode of First Forty Eight, and then at me and let me know that you're gonna be like, I I one hundred percent agree because this this shit is insane. Anyways, back to sneakers. So. My turn for now. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Marcus for coming through once again, live and direct with the uh, the throwback 2009 Steph Curry jersey. So Mitchell and S too. Thank you very much for that. Um, so when it comes to the sneaker games, like this is this is a Mitchell and S. So you know it's stitching. It has real authentic features, but it's a replica. You know. It's a replica. It's a high-end replica, but it's still a replica. So how I want to tie that into like the sneaker game and and where we've just gone. Like we went from one day um it being like only a black thing. And you know, the white boys that wanted to get in, they get, you know, whatever white sneakers or their vans or pro kids or uh, Adidas or whatever. But now they've like taken over the game so much and like um, I'd seen like a, I'm an avid wrestling watcher. And so it was some guys, the Young Bucks, uh, Top Dollar, um, and just some other guys. And Top Dollar made a comment about how, you know, you got these guys out here that are, you know, claim to be in the sneakerhead community. But when you meet them in person, they're wearing Vans and Asics. Or you think they out here wrestling in Christian Dior ones, but in all actually they're reps. You know, and I just feel like letting, and I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper, but letting so many people within the community, this is why, like, there's, like, you can't get a high-end shoe at the stores, period. Like, unless you got to connect or you're there as soon as they open, as soon as they drop with a raffle ticket, you're not getting them. I can recall being a young man, and if I wanted some 12s, now 12s, uh, which would be the flu game, the taxis, different stuff like that. Um, you can, they can drop on Friday, that next Monday come and you still have the opportunity to get the shoes for retail price. So letting them kind of get into our community, them and the Asians is really just drove things to insanity. And what spawns from that is your DH gauges, your reps, your fake shoes. And I know I seen somebody, um, you know, we were tagging. I'm not going to call him out. He's a cool dude. He's, I like his art. I like his vibe. He's a good dude. But to be honest with you, man, okay, if you wear reps, I cannot respect, I cannot respect your sneaker game no more, man. Like, now that I know this brother wears replicas, it's like, well, what's what's real and what's not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, I, well I, I'm just to get in. I'm gonna let you keep going. My thing is, it's hard for me to, to respect someone as a sneakerhead if they don't actually wear the sneakers. Like, if you just have it just to have it, I'm just like, I, wear the shoes. Wear yeah, them. I've definitely never worn these shoes before. They're. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. He's <laughs> going the dark too. Hold on. Uh, kind of? Yeah, I think they do. 
Like, and I, I understand, like, if there's certain shoes, like, you want to get, because I think there is a level of importance when it comes to certain shoes where it's like, hey, this isn't just a shoe. This is, like, a piece of art. Like, if you get, like, a certain pair of Jordans or a certain pair of, you know, whatever that are so rare, like, if you get, so if you get a pair of uh, the the Nike, the, the shoes that Nike did with Kanye, I understand if you don't wear those because they don't make those anymore. You're not getting those anywhere else. So I understand if you don't want to wear those, but if you just got a regular pair of Jordan Forge and you have six pairs of them and you don't wear any of them, that's just kind of weird to me. Like, where are the shoes? Like, there's no reason for you to buy six or seven okay, pairs. Okay, you're being very judgmental right now. I don't really like that. <laughs> how? I feel, like, I feel like we're taking personal shots. All right. Not, how, uh, how am I being? Yeah, I kind of felt a little attacked because I don't really? wear mine like that. Honestly, yeah. No. no, no. Look, now here's so, what I'm saying. Here's here's what I'm saying. But how many pairs of like what shoes are you talking about? Fours? I I don't. I'm not a big fan. Mine. I, I I haven't worn my um my Flint Thirteens yet. I haven't worn how, my. Okay. Pieces. How many pairs of my how many pairs of how many pairs of those do you have? I only have one of each. That okay. I can understand that if you have one pair of those shoes and it's like, hey, these are really hot shoes. I don't want to mess them up. I'm only gonna wear them on certain occasions. Cool. If you have five pairs of the same shoe and you don't wear any of them, oh, when you ever, say the same shoe, do you mean the same color? Or, yes. Oh, yes. I don't. I don't. I don't have that. Yeah, yeah. If it's a, if it's a, if it's different shoes or whatever, like I get it. I'm saying if you got the same pair of light blue fours and you have six pairs of them sitting in your closet, never been worn, and you have no plans of wearing them, that shit is weird to me. Yeah, that's. Well, yeah, cause that's because their their moms and dads worked for Nike. Like that one clown was swiping his mom's card to the tune of like hundred thousand dollars to resell. But yeah, I think the I think the I have a pair of shoes I bought in like twenty sixteen that have never left the box, not one time. Maybe and I, and I get it. Like the, maybe when I have a child, I'll wear those to the <laughs> to the hospital. But <laughs> from the box. These shoes have value. These shoes have sentimental value, and they have monetary value. So if you get a, if you happen to get a pair of shoes that you know, like hey, these shoes in ten years, it's like you know getting a, an original copy of the Mona Lisa. Like I know these shoes are going to be worth a lot of money. I cannot afford to go out and wear these shoes. I get that. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, why are you paying so much money? Why do you care so much? I'm not one of those people. I understand the whole like shoe culture and all that stuff. But if you're hoarding shoes, hoarding. Yeah the same shoe just to do it. I have a problem with that because there's actual people out there who want to wear these shoes, who want to go out there and be seen in these shoes. Yeah. And, so and I guess that, that's where the culture is kind of flipped up. It's like, it's, it's become a hype beast thing. I think it's kind of Instagram because yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know what, this good, perfect fucking segue. I'll jump back on the app. I guess this will be our random topic section the app. <laughs> listener topic. So definitely send your listener topics there out there in the YouTube, Twitterverse. Yeah, so I did make an Instagram page and I did want to make it a sneaker page, but like it, unless you're like, unless you have a BBL or you're like a white woman, nobody cares about your sneakers, right? Like every hashtag I checked that was sneakers which a bunch of white women and white dudes and like just women showing the breasts and something like bro this has nothing to do with sneaker culture at all like i don't have time for this i'm not i'm not going to build this platform for it to be dominated by white women 
know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's fucking stupid. But, yeah, the culture has shifted, though. Like, even now, I feel like if you like the older shoes that are non-ones, you can probably get them because everybody's obsessed with ones now. And I, I've been I've been a one, a one slander from day one. Ones are trash. Like, ones are, like, the worst, most uncomfortable Jordan they put out. And now it's the hottest shoe on the market. So, um, yeah, like, bots, resellers have changed the game. Like, at this point, if I want a shoe, I know I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to pick up a retail to get it because I'm not – I'm not paying for a bot. I'm not going to a store. I did that one time. I'll never do it again. Um, this is like, yeah, at this point, if I want it, I know I'm going to pay for it. So it is what it is. I want to say something real quick. So that GA boy who kind of low-key challenged anybody on the podcast, first of all, you wouldn't want any smoke with me or South Breeze. Trust that. Um, because then it's Anfro. different levels. Like you can have a lot of shoes, but do yeah. you have a lot of heat? Anfro that? said he has shot the Anfro. He said he has 400 pairs of shoes. Jesus Christ. But he's also single with no kids. <laughs> and he works for night. And you, you put a bad business out there. Now, oh, sh- oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and edit that out. I'm just saying, I got to take, oh. hey, take away from that. Like, come on. Not a fair matchup. Hey, you got to let lay, lion dogs lay, man. Like, But what, what I did want to ask, what, like, a. Uh, uh, a question for the chat and, and just in general uh, for both of you, if you want to take it uh, in the chat for that GA boy, for King quest, for Shan and whomever else may be in the chat. What are your grail sneakers? Like if you money's not an issue, one pair of sneakers you can have, what are your grails? And I'll start with you uh, South breeze. What are your grails? Um, uh, I, I've never really like l- looked at it, I guess, from that point of being grails, because like I don't know, maybe like the red o- red Octobers, just because I know I I would never be able to afford them, because um, they're okay. extremely expensive and extremely rare. And so those are Air Yeezys, in case y'all don't know. And then Grail, if you're not a sneakerhead, is like your ultimate shoe, and it could be anything because you you want to know what like for me. Even though I have the shoe now two times, it's the the Nike Air Up Tempo, the big airs, Scotty Pippen's shoe with the big AR on the side. And the reason being is because I remember being a kid, I couldn't get them. And I was so mad. Um, and then anytime they would re-release, it'd be just boom, they're gone. Never could get them. And finally, my ex got them for me for my birthday. And it's it's almost the original colorway, the black and the white. I got black and silver, um, but it has like white specks in it, so it's close enough. And that's why I tell people when it comes to grails, it's not, hey, what's the shoe that you like just because everybody else likes, but what's your true grail? Like what means the most to you? And those Nike era tempos, like I know you can easily get them on the shelf now. That was my grail. Like that was a shoe that I wanted as a kid. Never could get. They were $160. That was the shoe. Marcus, do you have any grails? What's your grail? Yeah, I'm going to just go back to the to the shoes I mentioned earlier, the uh, the Nikes that Kanye West designed. Like, and I, I just, I never would have thought Nike would have let him walk out the door with the way he is as a, as a creative and as an artist and as a musical artist. Like, he's my favorite. Uh, artist of all time, and the fact that he had his own shoe with Nike, that would have been the shoe I would have wanted. Yeah, that, so, that was a that that's definitely in my top five. Like that with the galaxies, 
But to me, just because I know I would never have that. That's a lot of money to come up with that so, one time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just while you're saying, I looked it up. So on on the Goat app, which I think I use that app when I do when I find a pair of shoes, they have a pretty like wide range, and their prices yeah. aren't horrible. But the Air Yeezy Two Red Octobers in my size are nineteen thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars. That's brand. crazy. If you, want them, if you want them used in my size, would be six thousand two hundred fifty dollars. I'm sorry, eight thousand seven hundred dollars. And, and you know what? Never mind. I mean, <laughs> bro. bro <laughs> If I hit if I hit on this crypto, you know I me mean? like <laughs> you see me with the Yeezys, how you know my crypto is busted, busting out the busting out the jib. But yeah, that, yeah, that's 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 like that's like what what they call fu money. Like you gotta really like hit a lick. Like yo, like a fucking tile fell in my head at Walmart and I got the bag. I'm just buying stupid shit. Like no reasonable person should even ever log on to this site and look at shoes like that because there's there, there's no reason to even fathom the idea of spending twenty thousand dollars on a pair of shoes. It's not. Like, it's, it's absurd. Oh, you know what? You know, go down. You know, maybe hit hit a couple hit a couple parlays. You know, I might be in there. I might start gambling, but probably not. But yeah. And the more famous shoe, which would be the Air Yeezy Two NRG uh, with the glow in the dark bottom, in my size, which is an eleven use, you're looking at fifty five hundred dollars. Hmm. They got a ten and a half that's in good shape. It's seventy two fifty. Like, so when when I think of the, I think of Grails as something I could possibly get into. Like that, I it'd be a real hard case with a very short window to get something like that. To sell drugs, easy. Like, yeah, first forty eight. You know, uh, hit a lick, rob somebody for their weed out of the Louis bag, and then shoot them like five times. Now, King Quest, the Linen Tens is another shoe that's real tight, man. It's it's not anything that I don't feel like. I know some people personally, including my, my arch nemesis. That's one of his grails. Linen Tens, what is that? The Linen Tens, it's just a, it's the Tens, and it's got like a khaki finish on them. Just all oh, the way around. Damn. The Drake did a 10 that was similar. Yeah, that's what I thought no, yeah, right. it's it, these are a little bit cleaner, but this will be a shoe once again that it's not anybody else's, it's yours, you know. So it's yeah. for you. I'm not a big fan That's, of tens, but tens yeah. are mad comfortable, man. Like I, yeah. I love the no nines are mad comfortable. They're a little I'm, heavy, but so I, I'm mad. So a ten story, I like I said, I don't really wear my shoes that often, but the uh, I think the raging bull ones, the red and black ones. Like I was putting my shoes on and I grabbed the hook on the back of that shit and just ripped that shit off, dog. I was so mad. <laughs> I definitely super glued that bitch right back on and went right back about my business. But yeah, I need to start using those hooks because you know don't know my own strength. But anywho, that was the Av. Uh, we we ran them in enough uh, too much twos. I'm not a big fan of twos. Uh, I have one pair of twos, and they're, I don't know where they're at. I've destroyed them. Um, they just put out weird colors with twos. Yeah, they uh, did. But uh, real quick, to the song of the week for me comes off the, one of the albums he spoke about this week. Uh, Wally's album is really good. Like, yeah, it is. And, and I would boldly say 
that even though I haven't listened to Folari, <laughs> the first one, I would boldly say that he is probably the one of the few artists that can live up to the hype of making a sophomore album with the same title. Like Detroit 2 wasn't great. We've talked about in this podcast. Port of Miami 2 wasn't great. I know that there's supposed to be a Supreme Clientele Part 2 coming out, which I'm like, come on, man. Don't, don't do it. Just let, let it be. It's not it's not often that rappers or artists can put out a pretty much a, a part two of what could be deemed as a classic album and it actually live up to it. And, and I believe this did. This this is a pretty good album. Um, the song of the week that I want to give from that album is called Down South featuring Yella, Beezy, and Max O'Cream used the still tipping sample. Um, <clears throat> my first choice was going to be Dearly Beloved featuring Jamie Foxx, but it's so short. I'm kind of mad they didn't make that a full song. Um, using a sample from him singing on the Jamie Foxx show, which I've stated is probably one of the better sitcoms on TV, definitely better than the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely, he definitely did his thing on that album, so shout out to him. I'm trying to find my song. Oh, okay, here it is. Uh, the song of the week for me is going to be from the uh the soundtrack to the harder they fall it's a uh netflix movie with uh i believe it's got like idris elba and uh regina uh, regina king in it um it's uh, yeah the western it's called king kong rhythm it's got jay-z jadakiss and come with a machine on it uh jay-z did his thing jadakiss did his thing but for me so far in 2021 Conway the Machine has the best rap album of 2021. I think he's been the best rapper this year. He's definitely in the top three when it comes to MVP consideration as far as like as a rapper. And for him to get on a song with Jay Kiss and uh, Jay Z, and I think have the best. I I like to listen to the song a few more times, but off the first listen, it felt like Conway the Machine had the best verse on that song so i'm gonna go with that uh and, and conway's been killing it like i every time someone drops someone something new i will go back and i will listen to conway's mach- uh, conway the machines album that he dropped this year and right now he's still the standard like as far as like best rap album it's between him and tyler the creator like i go back and forth with those two but as of right now conway the machine has been the the best rapper of 2021 Interesting. Um, yeah, and that uh, also includes like his, he's he's had a pretty good feature run also, but as far as like solo like rap MVP, I think for me it's between him, Tyler Crater, and Lil Wayne. I think those three have been the the best three rappers to to put out stuff, and and their features. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to Wale, back to back weeks. Uh, so fire and ice for me this week. Oh, yeah. speaking of that song, I watched the interview that Wale did on Hot 97, and apparently Chase Young is a singer. Chase Young that plays for the Washington Football Team, he he's doing what? background vocals on that song. It's him, Aunt Clemens, and Lucky Day are doing background vocals for Fire and Ice, and I'm like, when he said it. He was like, yeah, Chase Young is on this. I'm like, Chase Young, the defensive player? Like, that Chase Young? Or is there, is there another Chase Young that's a singer that I don't know about? But apparently it's him. Shout out. Shout out to him. That's, that's interesting. Man, the beast. 
On and uh, off the field. <laughs> on and off the field. Uh, so to wrap it up, uh, it is, let's see, I started listening to Bia. Um, that GA Boys song of the week is Bia song is skate. I'm gonna have to check it out. Never heard of the artist. Bia raps like she's bored. Oh, well, okay, we'll check that out. But to wrap it up, it is a Halloween as a recording. If you're watching on YouTube, Marcus is dressed up as Miles Morales. Shout out to him. Um, if you didn't see, uh, of course, there's the, the typical, you know, horny ween, I guess, or Halloween that they call it. Um, but if you check out Anderson Pack's um, Twitter, he did some great, 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 great paying homage to, to Prince. Um, Stevie Wonder, he actually dressed up as Bruno Mars cover to 24 Karat Magic. Um, the man is extremely talented. I'm disgusted that my timeline, either either one of two things happened. Either nobody on my timeline went to go see Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, or they just like left before the end credits because like his, his song, uh, Fire in the Sky, which I believe was the first song once the movie went off, that song yes. is... That's like that was a, throw, a throwaway track that is better than 99% of what we're hearing. And I saw nobody tweeting about it. And, and this goes to my, my stance that people are slandering, like, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but they're slandering uh, Anderson Peck by not giving him the credit he deserves in this, this, whole, this whole shindig with Bruno Mars. Like, yes, Bruno Mars is a great, talented artist. But as I said earlier, I went through Bruno Mars' discography and like his first two albums sound like soundtracks to like Disney teenage drama movies. Like, get, get that shit out of here. Anderson Pack puts out that real shit. Not a bad album. Ventura is still probably one of my favorite albums of the last couple of years. I think one day, I think one day maybe it'll be the Silk Sonic episode. But it's, we need to talk about Anderson Pack's discography because it's pretty nasty. It and, is. There's, and, there's and his features. Like, what he did on Compton was pretty incredible too. Yeah, that was kind of my first uh, hearing yeah. him for the first time. But he, he definitely, like I said, I, I will probably risk COVID to go see Anderson Pack before. Oh, life. no. When Silk Sonic announces their, their uh, tour dates, immediately. I'm not, I'm not missing Bruno Mars this time around. I've seen Anderson Pack in concert. I'm not missing Bruno Mars this time around. Yeah. And, to see, and a chance to see them both? Yeah, that, that's happened. Yeah, I, I think, I'm, and I'm not doubting because we, we all saw what Bruno Mars did at the Super Bowl, but he's a little too. He's more commercial. Uh, bubble, yeah, for me. Anderson he, Pack is more, yeah. He, he's, he's and, that, that, and that's why I don't think Thundercat is going to be on that album. Thundercat's a little bit too, he's a risky artist. I'll say no, no, he could be on there as a, just purely as a musician. Like, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to lead. He doesn't have to set the tone. He'd just be like, all right, cool, you should pay, play some bass riffs, whatever. You know, stay stay within the pocket. Don't do nothing crazy. Like some people will do it just off the strength of like you want to do it with my friends and be a part of this project. I don't have to really stand out. So, but yeah. Oh, and and of course, um, every year, and guess we'll wrap on this. Every year we, we talk about this, but look, going back to the time back to the earlier Washington football team or the the Braves, you know, people should be mascots and. You know, because of like you know, their skin color and whatnot. There was a it looked like a twelve year old dressed up as Michael Jordan, right? And the way that I knew he was dressed up as Michael Jordan was he had a basketball and he had a Michael Jordan jersey on, which was sufficed. Great costume. You know who you are if you want to shave your head bald and go all the way. That's also cool. 
But it looked like somebody in his house decided to put bad foundation on like 97% of his head, giving him the appearance of being, I don't even know if that was black. Like, I don't even know what color that was, but he looked insane. And we, we had a bit of a discussion in the group chat about if that was appropriate or not. And I would have to say it's absolutely not appropriate, right? Obviously. First and foremost, like Michael Jordan had been retired for at least 40 years before this kid was like even knew who he was. So to, to say that Michael Jordan is your favorite player to me is just lying. It's kind of like those parents that dress their kids up as like, somebody dress their kid up as Jada Kiss. Somebody dress their kid up as like the characters from Friday. I'm like, yo, Friday came out in 1995. The child in this in this picture is like two. So I know they don't like this movie. I know they've never seen this movie. So that's just parents using Halloween to project on their kids. So Michael Jordan might have been his dad's favorite player, but I know that's not your favorite player. And I know your parents know better than to put you in some fucking blackface for the internet to roast you. They set him up for failure. It's inappropriate. You do not have to change your skin tone to be a, a character. I saw a black kid dressed up as Harry Potter. You know I knew he was Harry Potter? He had a great fucking costume. Had the lightning bolt, glasses, the clothes. Guess what he didn't do? <laughs> he didn't paint his skin white. You know what I'm saying? Like That yeah. was not needed. We knew you were Michael Jordan because of how you were dressed. Like, Blackface is never okay. It's never I was, okay. I, I was supposed to be Thor this year for Halloween, and you would have known I was Thor based on my costume and the hammer I was going to be carrying. But because the costume was coming from China, it was delayed and whatever. So now I'm middle-aged Miles Morales again for the fourth year in a row. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm buying my costume in summertime next year. I'm getting my costume. I'm probably going to be the Mandalorian next year. <laughs> Okay, so for me, I took in the group chat, I took more of the, you know, why worry about it? You know, it's not the original. Like, if he had the big lips and, well, well, I have more balls. Let me pick some cotton there, man. You know, he was talking like that and all that. I would be a little bit more disturbed. But I I get it. First of all, the the thing looked terrible, (laughs) He looked like the 2000s uh, dancing baby type of look. He just looked weird. And, you know, the, it was so black, I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> it was so dark. Oh, my God. It was like a little alien or something. And it was, it was just difficult. But it was like, I was just like, ah, whatever. But when South Breeze made the comment and, and, and then you know, talking to Marcus, I was like, okay, I mean, I could, I'm on the fence. I could see how, you know, we can't tolerate it because it, it could be this one day and then the next day it's, you know, the 12 years a slave guy and they're in blackface for that and they're going to push the envelope. So I get it now. But for me, you know, we see so much racist stuff constantly. It's almost like I'm desynthesized almost from it. So I apologize. They're very offensive. Hey, look, growth. Adolphus recognized he was wrong and he, he he accepted it. You know, that's 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 how that works. Uh, Samuel. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to block, I'm about to block, block him. him. <laughs> I'm block him. It's, get, called get get it's called accountability, man. It, it, there's nothing wrong. It's okay to be wrong. I say it on Twitter all the time. It is okay to be wrong. It's part of life. But anywho, we've we've been running along. I actually have a paper I have to write that I am about 1,700 words short on and it's due tomorrow. So um, 
Ooh, is that 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 pack going up for the Braves? What's the score? I see some some chatter going on in the the group chat. Let's see what's the score for the Braves. One of the Braves are oh they're losing seven five bottom of the fifth. So so I guess it's a pretty close game by baseball standards. But anyways, appreciate y'all rocking with us, Chan, that J boy, uh, King Quest. Everybody here, appreciate hey, and uh, at at Coop All Black, fuck you! <laughs> wow, just, fuck you, man! All righty, definitely a challenge to bring y'all bring your homies to the chat. I know we're recording a weird day, a Saturday, Sunday night, but y'all be up anyways, wilding out. But again, definitely subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Like us, subscribe on YouTube, the whole algorithm thing that I know nothing about, you know. And uh, appreciate Rock with us, you know. Take care of your mental health, take care of each other. We out. Peace.